0: Welcome to Hometown History. I'm Jamie and this is Dami. Uh We are two local historians who got together and decided we just wanted to talk about some cool local history events. I recently moved to Newbury Town, which is where Dommy, you've lived your whole life. Yeah, we're neighbors now. <laughs> she picked me up on the way here, which is so nice. Quarter mile apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Newbury Town is rich in history. We were lucky to have Dommy's neighbor offer their house for us to host you tonight. Um, Dami met them on a garden
1: tour. Yeah, that I hosted for Preserving the History of Newbury Town, which is a group that I moderate for. And we're at the historic Richard Miller Estate. And behind us is a barn that was built in
0: 1850? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, I think it was about 1855. Um, so that brings us to our story for today. Jim McClure and I um, run a website called Witnessing York. And the whole goal is to talk about struggles in New York County, but also times of redemption of people who found that they didn't have a lot of opportunities, but then carved their own way. Okay. So right down the road, there is a farm that was owned by Ezekiel and Eliza Baptist. That's on Steinhauer Road? Steinhauer Road, okay. yes. I'm a newbie, not sure how to pronounce these roads. <laughs> it's all Newberry <laughs> <of> Newberry Township. <laughs> yeah. Um, So, uh, Ezekiel was born in 1813, and he was a freed person from the get-go. His dad was also free. His grandfather had to purchase his freedom from Maryland. So he married Eliza. They purchased this farm, and it was kind of dilapidated at the time period. Mm -hmm. It was run down, and even the soil wasn't very good, and you were telling me earlier. Right, so this whole area is called
1: Redlands. You're going to have Redland High School, the Redland Baseball Team that went to the Little League World Series, and... It's called Redland because it's red clay soil and it's really rocky and it's just not the type of soil that you want if your entire livelihood is
0: basically depends farming. on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's
1: all they had because you know, being a free African American family at the time that owned their own property was a big deal. Yeah.
0: And they had to support themselves. So they had to do that through farming. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they were able to take the soil and completely renovate it into this gorgeous farm. Um, so during the day, it was amazing how they ran this farm. They grew their own food, and they worked together as husband mm-hmm. and wife, which is also something that I don't think is highlighted enough. Right. But that teammanship. Yeah. Like, can you imagine the time period? Like, no. Working, <laughs> no. can you imagine working with your husband trying to hammer in the homemade nails. No, and, I can't imagine building my own farm with my right? husband. Right. <laughs> Yeah, um, so what makes them so unique is not only were they a black family that owned property in the 1850s in New York, but at night, they ran the Underground Railroad, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, amazing that this couple was so selfless that they were able to not only work their butts off all day long, But then at night, when the rest of us are sleeping, they're helping people who are trying to escape bondage.
1: Right. And I grew up in this area. I'm 27 years old. I went to Newbury Elementary School, Crossroads, Redland. I didn't know that there was an Underground Railroad through Newbury Town. Um, It wasn't until this year, my 27th year of life, that I realized that there was an Underground railroad. You know right next door to me and that not only was there an underground railroad, it was being run by not only white families but african-american families so that's a
0: huge deal well and that's scott mingus wrote a fabulous book uh, vanna white style it's called guiding lights underground railroad conductors in york county pennsylvania and in it he talks about how people work together to help people reach freedom it was not only white families but black families papers squad not squat Irish, I don't know what those are, but Scots Irish. Irish, yeah, and children, it was kind of like a family affair. Yeah, and we want to
1: highlight the Quaker roots in Newberry Township, so there was the Quaker Meeting House on Quaker Road, Redlands uh, Quaker Meeting House, and then there was also one by the Y in Newberry Town, so Quaker Meeting Houses were usually 10 miles from the closest city, mm. and then two to three miles apart, so Newberry Town was really built around Um, the Quaker lifestyle. And, you know, part of being Quaker, they came to America in the first place for religious freedom. So it's sort of natural that they would want to help black people get out of bondage and become free in the North.
0: So it makes sense. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, so we had a lot of abolitionists and people Mm -hmm. who were, you know, against slavery, like Thaddeus Stevens, he lived in New York for a while. Um, but unfortunately, York also, though, had a lot of Southern sympathizers. sympathizers. Yeah, yeah, so people who just, um, there are even people who captured enslaved people and oh, tried right. to bring them back down to like Maryland and Virginia. They were looking to get some extra money from it.
1: Yeah, about 20 to 30 years before Eliza and her husband had the Baptist farm, there was a Garrison farm on Garrison Road and Newbury Township. And they were helping to hide a black man that escaped from Maryland, and there was a bounty on him, $100, which is about $2,000 today. So that's a lot of money. So the Petros who lived on a farm right across the way, they came over, and it was sort of like a lynch mob mentality, and they took him back, and they got the money for it. And ultimately, they got in trouble for it. Uh, Unfortunately, George, the black man, passed away. They shot him, Um, and they were only fined $180. But you know that was the mentality back then. They thought that they were doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and the garrisons thought that they were doing the right thing. So it really was. E- even neighbors were disagreeing on this subject. So if you were part of the Underground Railroad before the Civil War, during the Civil War, you really had to be careful about who, so who knew, you yeah, who mm-hmm. you trusted, because people could be turning on you, or they could just be pretending to yeah. be part of it to try and get that bounty, because exactly. that's a lot of money. I mean. $2,000 when
0: you live on a farm and that's your only income, yeah. so yeah, yeah, well, and that's what makes, I think, Eliza and Ezekiel's story so fascinating, right, uh, they, what's interesting. interesting is that they hosted Harriet Tubman, yeah, was super neat, right, who knew that, That she was Harriet, in Newberry right, right down the road, I know, I, I didn't know that, I never learned that in school, so if you're a teacher and yeah. you're listening, add that to the curriculum, <laughs> which is a part of the Underground Railroad, which is again why Scott Mingus and his research is so phenomenal, right. is that by design, the Underground Railroad was supposed to be in secret, People yeah. weren't supposed to know about it. They put their lives at risk. With Eliza and Ezekiel, not only were they going to get fined or lose their house, jailed, but they could also be lynched, as you described. Lynched,
1: branded, tarred yeah. and feathered. I mean, they could lose their lives. And, you know, I don't know what's worse. Back then, it would be losing your life is horrible, obviously. But losing your reputation, yeah. losing what you worked for, especially as a free black person. You start from nothing, mm-hmm. and you have to build it up, and then for it to be taken away from you just because you're trying to
0: help someone. Right. I mean, one yep. well, Scott talks about that how people that were serving on the Underground Railroad didn't necessarily do it; they couldn't do it for the accolades. Right. There, there was no reward system. You just had to know that you were a good person. If you were the doing right it
1: right, no one knew that you were doing it. Right. And that's the point. So you don't hear about these stories until usually after the people pass away right. and their family comes forward with the story or. It's so far removed. It's 40 years later that you know you're safe and you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to worry about the retaliation. And even then they were so humble about it. They weren't telling their stories to write a book and make money. You know, they were just telling local reporters or the neighbor would tell the local newspaper and it would be a little blurb. Right. It's almost it's a big deal now. Back then, it was just sort of like, oh, well, you know, that's nice that you did that. Yeah. But yeah. people then went on with their lives. Now, they're finally getting the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, which is so, great. Which yeah. is why we're here talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it's Newberry Town. It's a really tiny township in York County, but it's such a huge part of not only York County history, but American mm-hmm. history. So, yeah, it's a good thing that we're here talking yeah. about it today.
0: Yeah. So, if we were to put ourselves in their shoes, <laughs> yeah. can you, like, okay, so... We're two women right. talking about history. Let's pretend, you know, we're spinsters and we live in this wonderful house together, you <laughs> okay. know? Yeah, golden and girls. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so much easier to look back in history and say, oh, I definitely would have been a part of the Underground Railroad. Exactly. And yeah. of course, like, I would have liked to say that, but mm-hmm. thinking critically, the the Baptists put their lives on the line, right. put their property on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything was up to risk. So. Okay, let's say someone was walking across the field here, Right. their clothes were ragged and torn, they had pale faces, they looked shaken and tired. There's, I mean, we have a couple of different options, right? right? I might
1: not ask too many questions because I feel like the less you know, the better yeah. sometimes. I don't want to implicate myself necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd like to think that maybe I'd give them, you know, like a place to spend the night, mm-hmm. maybe the next day ask them to move on. Say I am part of the Underground Railroad, and I do trust the next person in line. Mm -hmm. um, That might make me feel better. You know, I don't know how well-connected Eliza and Ezekiel were. Um, And honestly, we'll never really know um, how well they knew the next conductor on the railroad, just because it was so secretive. But yeah, I'd I'd like to think that I'd help, but I'd
0: definitely be very cautious and I'd definitely be very scared and worried. I know, the whole time. I mean, you have to constantly be, like every knock on your door, is that someone that is escaping bondage that needs my help? Or is that someone here to take my farm from me? Is my nosy neighbor watching? Can they tell that
1: I have someone in the barn? Because let's be honest, Today and back in the
0: 1860s, everyone in Newbury Township knows what everybody else <laughs> oh, is doing. Oh gosh! Did you learned that when oh, you yeah. moved into town. As, as a new resident, yes, I had people <laughs> just stop and ask me random questions about where I lived and knew the house. And which, on one hand, I love this area and it's very mm-hmm. endearing, and also speaks to the Baptists and their community of support that right. they may have had, right. may or may not have had. And exactly. that's the ultimate question.
1: Yeah, and like I said earlier, it's that Quaker mentality. It's that farming mentality where they know how hard it is to make your way in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what pushed them so hard to help people is they knew how hard it was. And I think they put themselves in a position where we could lose it all, but it's worth it right. to help someone get it all. Yeah. Because, I mean, they can relate. Yeah, I mean, they were, what, one, two generations removed yeah. from being in bondage themselves. And they were very lucky at the time period to be free. Yeah. Um, so you know, and the Mason-Dixon line is not that far away. So they weren't that
0: far away from being slaves, right? Well, I mean, even in York County in um, the 1780s, we had over 400 people that were enslaved, e- right. despite the gradual um, abolition act that Pennsylvania passed. But the right. law—it was this compromise. It was this law that said if you were born into slavery, unfortunately, you were a slave the rest of your life. But mm-hmm. if you own Let's say you were a slave owner if you enslaved a woman who then gave birth to a child that child after 18 years of work could be granted their their freedom now okay. of course they found ways yeah. around it right like they would take black women and they would send them south where they would have babies and then bring them back up and then they were slaves then for the rest of their right. life. yeah always finding those loopholes right well, and
1: in philadelphia it was if you were there for six months you earned your freedom so i know even mm. uh george washington they would cart their slaves back and forth between Mount Vernon
0: and Philadelphia so that they were never in one place for six months. Wow. The creativity. And I think that's what makes the Baptist ingenuity. So amazing. They were
1: very smart. Don't take the fact that they were farmers and think that they were
0: ignorant because they weren't. They were
1: very learned for the period. The books that they read and the things that they knew and just the fact that they were able to be so well connected with the Underground Railroad shows you that they were smarter than you think they are.
0: Well, and the Baptist, uh, Ezekiel, he was self-taught. Right. I mean, he taught himself how to read and write and he was able to use Mm -hmm. that knowledge um, and so exactly, it was this this concealment of this farm that they not only mm-hmm. grew food for themselves, but then also the people that they were trying to help. Exactly. Then, I mean, the, the intellectual power, but then also the bravery. Right. I mean, that sheer level of bravery that our fellow York Countyans had mm-hmm. at that time period. It makes me just super awesome proud.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I want the people of Newberry Town to know that we have a really rich, diverse history, and it's not just... You know a bunch of farmers trying to make it work in clay soil it's so much deeper than that you know we really should be proud of the fact that um we're a people that a lot of us originally came to america for that religious freedom Mm -hmm. and then we helped people live free lives not just religiously but Physically be free, right? So I think yeah, exactly. And so I think that's something that we need to remember today is we need to help each other. You know, you see your neighbor in need, Mm -hmm. you see someone in the township that needs help, step up and be that person
0: that makes the change. I know. I know, and that's it makes me wonder. You know, again, if we had someone who was running by, Mm -hmm. like if I was Eliza Baptist, right? And it's the eighteen fifties, and I'm at my farm. I just worked. Mm -hmm all day long, let's say hoeing okay. corn with, I mean, a hand hoe, right? They didn't right. have, they, I'm sure, didn't have uh, tractors at the time period. They did exist, but, you know, I'm sure they were hard to come by. And someone comes by, and I think, okay, I have dinner to make. I had three children together. I have to feed my kids. Yeah. And it makes me think about today, we get in this hurried rush. Right. To get where we need to be, to do what we need to do. We live in this modern era where things just happen so quick. Right. Do you take the time? To help people who need it and do you
1: take your resources right do you maybe go without so that someone else can have that dinner tonight Mm -hmm. because it is i mean when you're living off the land like that you have to think do i have enough food to feed my three kids my husband um anyone that's helping us on the farm we don't really know if they had help or if it was literally just them doing it themselves so there's a lot of people to feed and then to take other people in because when you're on the underground railroad might not just be one guy running yeah. through, it might be a whole family, family right escaping.
0: So that ups the ante even yeah. more, yep. so. And not just everyday people, when we think about like the history of York County, I mean mm-hmm. it is complex, it's not it just is. easy to to pinpoint it down into one monolithic story. When you think about, um, there was a Supreme Court case that mm-hmm. happened, and it was based in York County, it was uh, Prague versus Pennsylvania, again Scott talks about it in his book, um, but what happened was there was this woman named Margaret Morgan, and she was married to a free black man. Mm-hmm. And they're from Maryland. They moved up to Airville. Um, okay. But she was never actually granted officially her freedom. It wasn't in the paperwork, even yeah. though her previous owner gave her freedom. And then uh, she moved up to, to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Well, he died. And so his yeah. widow caught wind that she was up here in Airville. So she hired four people to go up and basically kidnap her, right? And take her back down to Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, again, a proud moment of our government officials in New York County. They took them to court and charged the four kidnappers with kidnapping Good. and said, you can't take this black woman. She's in New York County. She's mm-hmm. she's crossed the, the state line. She's free. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it went the whole way up to the Supreme Court. And yep, they decided, you know, supremacy clause says that federal law is above state and states above local. Mm-hmm. And they said that the Fugitive Slave Act, which was passed, you know, um, sixty years before that, mm-hmm. she said nope, she she is an enslaved person and she was sent back down to Maryland. Wow. I know, I know. It makes you, these are one of those moments where I think it's so important to be critical of history, Mm -hmm. but then also, like, be really happy that we live where we live, when we live, that you and I can have this conversation about the Baptists.
1: No, and it's something that, like I said, I never learned this in school. I learned about the Underground Railroad, but I didn't know that I had a local connection. So it's so nice to be able to just drive down Steinhauer and know, hey, Harriet Tubman was here. And this amazing family was here, and they made such an impact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it should be talked about more. Yeah, I really do. I think we really need to be proud locals mm-hmm. of Newbury Township. And I think that we need to dig deeper into our history and pull more of these stories mm-hmm. and talk more about them. And the hard stuff. Talk, yeah. about, the hard talk stuff. about the hard stuff. Talk about the hard stuff. Because, I mean, good lessons come out of talking about the right. Hard stuff. Yeah, it's something to be proud of
0: the Baptist farm right now is privately owned right. so Jim Mathur and I have a right of bona in witnessing York um, and this video will be posted there as well in addition to YouTube um, however, don't go to the farm and start walking around on private property <laughs> that probably would not be good. I've found that there are a lot of gun-touting Newberry townians in the yeah, area. don't show up
1: to the Garrison Farm either. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, like, call ahead if you know someone. Because yeah. we all know each other yeah. around here. You so do know everybody. I, yeah. I kind of do. It's not that hard to figure out who lives where, but maybe just,
0: like, call ahead before you show up with your camera asking for a tour or, like, coming for a field trip. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, but what's great, again, about York is that we have a lot of different resources. If you we ever do. go downtown, the Goodridge Center, uh, they have there an exhibit where you can actually see what it would have looked like to see the Witness, the Underground Railroad. Oh, that's cool. I know. We should host one of our, our stories we there. We should. Yeah, because there's going to be more. And go tour it out. Yeah,
1: and the Redland Community Library has basically every book ever written on Newbury Township. Not that there's that many, <laughs> but, but they have them. So shout out to Karen Hostetter at yeah. the Redland Community yeah. Library.
0: I don't know. I see another book uh, author in our future here. Thank
1: you. <laughs> go get my cookbook. <laughs> oh, that's right. So you do have, you have a cookbook. Yeah, Preserving the History of Newbury Town Cookbook. Um, there's going to be a second edition coming out this summer. So uh, the first one's actually out at the Redland Community Library and you can buy it on Amazon and then locally you'll be able to buy the second edition at the library, at the Old Trail Variety Store,
0: Amazon. Mm. So mm. it would be cool if we had um, a farmer's cookbook from the 1850s that like the that Baptists would, really cool. would have cooked. Like, yes. like did they do like collard greens or corn or like did they have pigs or cows? I don't know. Checking Scott Mingus. corn. Syrup. if you're listening, that's, that's the next assignment there to go find out what people cooked in the 1850s. What kind of pot pie would they have made? <laughs> yeah, my family Pennsylvania Dutch and it is uh, sweet potatoes and homemade dumplings. Um, yeah, very Pennsylvania Dutch. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay, well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yep. we had fun, I hope you did too. Yeah. This will be available on Witness in New York, uh, preserving the history of Newberry Town's Facebook page and also on YouTube. Retro York yep. Facebook page. Yep. Uh, Dami and I are considering this a summer series where we're gonna get together a couple more times. I'm a teacher um, so I work at uh, Milton History School. I'm a social studies teacher there and so I have the glorious summers off to do amazing history projects like this. And Dami, you work from home now? Yeah I do. I'm the librarian for the Third Circuit Court of Appeals in
1: Harrisburg but because of the pandemic I've been working from home for over a year now. <laughs> so, Which is um, why you have, right? I, I have time. so much time <laughs> to uh, do all the fun things for Newberrytown history and preserving the history of Newbury Town. So yeah, we hope you enjoy these and we'll be back for more. Thanks. Thank you.